But hey, welcome 180. I am so glad that you are here. I hope that you are settling into week two for you that are new to campus. Hopefully that means you start to kind of finally find your classes on a regular basis. You know where the dining hall is, kind of where the hours are. Unfortunately, probably some of you are already starting to have some homework and quizzes, but hopefully you're getting a little bit of a rhythm to life. And we do hope 180 is a regular part of your week. Hopefully you come here, begin connecting with others, and find this a place where you're both challenged and encouraged to grow in your relationship with God. So we're so glad that you're here. I am Jason, so I've been on staff here with Crew for quite a while now. I'm a graduate here of Ohio University, studied computer engineering. Um, but I'm not just here alone with my wife, Casey, who's also on staff, and our four kids. Uh, I think I have a picture of them somewhere. There they are. There's us hanging out here in Athens. So you'll probably get to see some of them running around here at some point, which is really fun. Well, I don't know what all you did this summer, um, but we as a family got to do one of my favorite things in the world, which is I got to be part of a summer mission with crew. Who's been part of a summer mission in here in this room? How are they? They're great? You're, they're amazing. You'll hear a lot about them as the, as the semester goes on. But what that meant is I got to spend a summer with 75 students and more staff from around the country uh, in Ocean City, New Jersey. We got to spend time worshiping God, getting to know him better, studying the word, diving deep into community, and communicating the message of Christ to those that don't know him. It was a phenomenal summer. I could tell you all about it. But what that meant is, as a family, we essentially moved from Athens, Ohio, to Ocean City, New Jersey, for seven weeks. That meant we had to pack our van to where you nearly cannot see out the windows with clothes and luggage, uh, you know, suitcases, books, cookware, all sorts of stuff. But one of my favorite parts, once the van's finally packed, is that morning, we're pulling out of our driveway, and I put in our destination. I get to 1348 Asbury Sea, Ocean City, New Jersey, is where we're going. I get to hit start and begin to get those directions out there. And honestly, I need a little bit of those directions. I don't travel to Ocean City very often. I've never been there before uh, five years ago. I don't remember it like the back of my hand. So I needed those directions to get me there. But there's no way I could get directions if I didn't know my destination was Ocean City. And I think that's kind of similar to how our lives work a little bit, right? We have questions about where we're going. I mean, you, many of you just started here and you're wondering, what is next? Why am I here, right? Where am I headed? What is the point of all this? And I'm not trying to make things super heavy for you, but I know you've already had some of those questions. And I can't imagine you'd want to start these four years and not have some sense of your destination or your destiny of where you're going. Well, we're going to look at a passage tonight that I love. And that honestly is one of the most personal passages that I've kind of ever encountered in the scriptures. It's going to be in the book of John in uh, chapter 14. We're spending this first three weeks in this little mini-series in the book of John. It's a great place to start if you've never read a Bible, read your Bible before. Grab one afterwards. Start in the book of John. We're really looking at what it, me what it means to live life with Jesus. And Jesus is going to address these questions we have about our destiny and the way to get there. Because we don't know those things we become lost in our life. We begin to believe lies about who we are 
and who God is and how he's made us. And we actually miss out on the fullness of life that God has for us. So let's turn to John 14. And we're going to start reading uh, just verses 1 to 5 here. So John 14, 1 to 5. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. For not so, I'd have told you that. Uh, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. See, Jesus is addressing these questions of our destiny. He's actually saying that you and I are made to have an eternal home with God. That we are to live in the presence of God for the rest of our lives, not just here on earth, but for the rest of eternity. And Jesus is saying he is going to take us to the face of this God. And he says, you know the way. You know the way where I'm going. But what I love is there's this guy, Thomas, who's in the midst of these followers of Jesus, and he's like, actually, he finally has the boldness, probably that his friends around him don't. He's like, uh, Jesus, actually, I don't know the way. Actually, I have no idea where you're even going, so if I don't know where you're going, how am I supposed to get there? And I so appreciate that about Thomas, and I actually so appreciate that about Jesus, that Jesus is okay with us bringing him a bunch of questions. So don't be afraid to bring Jesus some questions that you have about your life. Because I know my first year of school here at Ohio University a while ago, I had these same questions kind of deep in my soul. See, Thomas had been experiencing things around Jesus. He had sensed that there was something deeper to life when he was in the presence of Jesus. And he wanted to know more. He had a sense of a destiny. Now, I didn't quite have the clarity of Thomas my freshman year here at Ohio University. I had really no spiritual background growing up. Um, didn't go to church. We never read the Bible. I maybe had a vague belief that there was a God out there beyond the stars. But my freshman year, when I came to Ohio University, I was like, this is great. I got a degree. Um, I lived on South Green. Any South Greeners in here? All right. Some South Greeners. Nice. And the year that I came, I don't think this is true of OU anymore, but we were like the number two party school in the nation at that time, which was pretty crazy. I didn't love that number because I really wanted to be number one my freshman year, all right? And so me and my three other roommates, we were in a quad in McKinnon, second floor. We did everything we could to get that ranking up, you know, parties in our dorms, drinking, people dancing on our coffee table in one of our rooms, all sorts of stuff. And honestly, my freshman year was, I had fun. I, had, I met some friends. Uh, I didn't have, you know, I think some of us in this room have sensed at times kind of like what would be described as a hole in our soul. You might be experiencing that right now. Or you're like, something's actually inside of me that feels like it's missing. I, I didn't quite have that question. But as this year rolled on, I started to sense that I was actually missing out on something. In the midst of all this fun and all these friends, it was like I was haunted. You know, Halloween will come up in a while. Not like spooky haunted, like somebody jumping out a door, but that, that sense that there's something there that kind of makes the hair on the back of your head stand up. 
And I started to walk around this campus towards the end of my freshman year, haunted by the presence of some invisible yet immaterial existence. I couldn't escape that there was something more and I was missing out on it. I actually began just to walk around campus and try to almost write my thoughts down, which was weird. I, I didn't really do those things, but you know, my friends would be partying, we'd be drinking in the dorms, and I just I had to get out. And I remember I actually was writing, um, just kind of scribbling my thoughts, and one of them was, I feel the presence, the presence of, and literally I could show you my notebook, it just says dot, dot, dot. Because I couldn't name it. I couldn't name what was out there. And I've wondered if you experienced that same thing, the haunting sense that there's something more. You know, when you stare up at the stars, maybe you've walked around on campus, you just think there's something bigger that I gotta be part of. See, I was an engineer. I was trying to figure out how the world worked through chemistry and calculus and all that stuff. But it was like there's this whole other dimension happening. And I wonder for you that maybe, or similar to me, didn't have much spiritual background. Have you ever had that sense that there's something bigger out there? That haunting sense that there's a presence of something that's maybe created you, that's made you for itself. Now, maybe some of you are here and you've had a church background and you've heard other people talk about these things, but you've only been there on Sundays and you're like, I know I'm missing out. There's something happening on Sunday, but the rest of, the month, rest of my week, man, there's something more and I'm not getting it. And I know there's probably some of you in this room that say, no, 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 I know I'm a follower of Jesus, but you stepped on this campus and already in the first week and a half, you started to say something's not right. Something's off with my soul, and I'm not connected to something that's more real, deeper, and more meaningful. And I gotta find it. Um, I think we have a sense of our destiny that God's built into us. Um, oh, I forgot. This will be. A, this is. Uh, I was a little bit. This will this explain who I was. This is what I would have looked like my freshman year if you would have saw me on campus. So this is a little recreation. Uh, I like to dabble in some marijuana usage. And so uh, you would literally, you would find me 75% of my freshman year wearing that exact shirt with that exact beanie. It didn't matter if it was 30 degrees or 130 degrees. And you would have seen my little red beady eyes underneath there. That would have been Jason asking these questions. Just like, but what I love is, in the midst of those questions, Thomas was asking them, I was asking them, Jesus actually responds. And Jesus responds to Thomas with these words. John 14, 6. Jesus says to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, in the life. These were the words I read in May of my freshman year. And I had been searching, right? I talked about the things I was writing. I wanted that deeper thing. So I did a few different kind of ways, different paths. I was like, well, maybe if I like read a book or something, maybe that would make me like a deeper person, especially if it's like literature. So I was like, I guess Catcher in the Rye sounds cool. I'll read a book. And I, I read it and you know what? It was fine, whatever, you know? 
um, but it didn't get me to that place I was seeking. And I was like, maybe if I try music, but not like pop music, like real music, whatever that meant, it would make me a deeper person. And there were moments where I was like, oh yeah, it kind of stirred up some deeper stuff inside of me, made me think about life, but it didn't get me anywhere. And then I did, I, you saw my little shirt. I was like, well, maybe if I get high, it'll disconnect me from like earth right here enough that I kind of get this transcendent sense beyond the stars of something going on, right? And it just didn't get me there. I felt like there was something I was missing out on. And I opened my Bible for some reason at the end of my freshman year that I'd brought with me from some Christian camp that some senior in, co- uh, in high school had convinced me as a freshman in high school to go to. But I brought my best Bible, covered with all my Worked from the whole year, hadn't opened it up once. I hadn't thought about God the whole year. I definitely wasn't connected with crew. In fact, they came to my door, invited me to Bible study, and I literally shut the door in a student's face who was inviting me to 180. I was not the nicest person. Um, but here I was, after all those things, asking these questions, and I read, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In tears, just majestic tears of joy flowed down my face. And at midnight in my dorm room, my three roommates were asleep. I got down on my knees just crying because the God of the universe who had made me for himself was not just beyond the stars anymore. He was in the room with me because of what Jesus had done. Because he is the way. He's the full, final, true revelation of who God is. And all those other things, if I got anything good out of a book or out of music, those were only echoes reverberating the way that God speaks in his son, Jesus. See, no one else can say they are the way, the truth, the life. Other people humans, great people from the past. They can point us to a way and tell us about it, right? They can describe the truth or try to represent beauty and life, but they're only mere men and women. Jesus is more than a mere man. I didn't know this growing up. I just thought he was some figure from history. Jesus is more than a mere man. Because he doesn't just point to a way or describe the truth. He says he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And all those senses you've had, there's something more. Jesus is right now saying he is the answer to all those things. If you feel lost, Jesus says he is the way. Because your destiny is to know God. What we will live for for all eternity is to be in the presence of God who's made you. And Jesus says he will take us all the way there because Jesus is both man and God. All those lies about who you are and what you're made to be, Jesus says, those are lies, I'm the truth. You've probably already felt deceived here on campus. Lied to about what you need to look like, how you need to act, to fit in to be right. Jesus tells you the truth about who you are in the scriptures and all the other places you're going to try to find life, all the other ways that you're trying to get fulfillment. Jesus says, those are not it. 
I am the life. So I wonder for you, have you believed in Jesus? Do you believe that he is more than a man amongst men, but that he is the God of the universe come to earth for you and I? If you've never made a decision to trust Christ, I invite you to consider believing in Jesus. I would say if you're a believer in Jesus, have you really followed Christ? Has your faith taken you into actually steps to know Jesus more? And actually, I'm encouraged because I think so, or you wouldn't be here tonight. See, knowing God is our destiny, and Jesus is the way. Now, I know there's a few different people in this room, right? Some of you, even though it's only a week and a half in, you've already said, I've actually already been a little bit lost. I chose the wrong chose the wrong way, the wrong destination. Put my hopes in the wrong places. Here's the great thing. Jesus, who says he is the way, the truth, and the life, is also the one at the end of the book of John who goes to a cross to die for you and I. That all that guilt, all that shame, all that desire to hide, and to run, Jesus dies for you and I to have true life. You are forgiven by the one who is the author of life. You're forgiven and cleansed from all those decisions that you already regret and all that shame you might already feel. In that first song we sang, it said, burdened by that shame, but that Jesus, we're not a prisoner of those things anymore because of him. And I know there's another group in here that have started to follow Jesus. And you're looking for some ways to get life. Here's what I guarantee you. I've tried all those things, right? You are not going to find life at the bottom of a bottle or a red Solo cup. It might sound fun. And that might be there for temporary. But when you wake up the next day, you're going to feel even more empty. It's not there. Jesus is the life. You're not going to find it with that cute guy or that cute girl on your dorm floor. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint, but those are the lies that you believe, right? Like, you believe, oh, if only with this person, if only somehow this would happen, I would be complete. Those are lies that manipulate us into doing things we would regret. Jesus tells us the truth, that life is in him, not in those things. And honestly, you're not going to find life sitting by yourself in your room, sad about not being home, sad that you don't feel like you're connecting with people, kind of almost internally just kind of sitting in some loathing. I know that's really hard, but Jesus has actually told you there's a way out. And it's a beautiful way. It's a life-giving way. It is a way that will make you who you are always meant to be in relationship with God and harmony with others. So I want to invite you to begin saying yes to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life.
You might even just jot down, what does that mean for you? What is your next step in defining, knowing that your destiny is a relationship with God and Jesus is the way? What is the next thing for you? Is it a decision about this weekend that might need a change? Is it a decision about what you'll get involved in or who you'll be around? Or is it an even deeper decision of you saying, Jesus, I actually believe you and I want to trust you. I'd love to share more with you. I'd love to share a little bit more about my journey or hear where you're at. So please come down after 180, talk with Katie, talk with me. We are so glad that you're here and we hope you find that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life with us. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the Morning.